So I want fifty percent of the profits from now on. <laughs> All of the profits. All of the profits. The vast profits. I sense that you're uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I'm holding many aces. <laughs> this week we've read a book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Yeah. It's about negotiation. <laughs> Something we're both pretty bad at, I'd imagine. No, I'm actually good at it. I'm afraid. Are you? Okay. Well, I'm convinced you've negotiated. Changed my mind. No, I'm really bad at haggling. It depends where. Where do you mean? Do you mean like in in India haggling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we kind of just go for the fair price, don't we? <laughs> That's what I tell myself. We're not bad, eh? But there's some much worse people. I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing a good thing, so. <laughs> I'm actually helping him. <laughs> it's like a taxi just always costs 150 <laughs> <laughs> It's that first taxi out of the airport when you first land on your plane. And then uh, you get your first taxi and then you find out how much more you paid than you probably should have. I think, yeah. <laughs> Classic mistake. I'm flying to India on Friday in two days' time. So mm-hmm. I can start to put some of the negotiation lessons that I've learned into practice. <laughs> Do you think they'll work? Labeling. <laughs> Mirroring. <laughs> I'm going to use tactical empathy. The mirroring, the, one, the mirroring one's good. They're going to be like, my friend, my friend. And you'll be like, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, my friend. <laughs> His friend. No, my it's, friend. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. All right, what do you think of this book? Uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Classic right. self-help book. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty padded, I'd say. Mm. The guy's trying to illustrate. So this guy was a hostage and terrorist negotiator. So he did a bunch of like crazy shit. And uh, he's illust- trying to illustrate all his points with stories. Mm. And, you know, like in theory, it should be good because there should be pretty badass stories about all this cool stuff. But it didn't really work too well for me. I thought he just kind of dragged on a lot and... I didn't always think that the stories that he was telling actually made a lot of sense. Like they didn't necessarily always illustrate the point that he was trying to make. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was a bit kind of me, whatever. But it's interesting. Like, I think I could definitely take some of this stuff and try and apply it to my life. Yeah. For me, the thing that was interesting, I guess, is there's a few things I guess we're going to go through. Like, like, the key techniques, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I can really see how, yeah, because our weakness in some sense is that we're so logic, like logic based, that yeah, someone comes to the table with something other than that we can't really understand. Like yes, yeah, because we'd just be like, well, it's obvious we should just have half half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. or like this is the market price, so it's fine. That's that's. 
Yeah, I just want to find the bit in the middle where it's like, it seems fair. I'm like, this seems fair for me and you. So <laughs> why don't we just do this? Yeah. Because we, you would go in, I doubt you would go into a, a negotiation trying to like kind of win. Yeah. Like you're trying to get a fair, aren't you? Yeah, I just don't want to feel ripped off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But you also you also don't want to mug someone else off, I doubt, I doubt it. Yeah. No, I think... I don't want to deal with the conflict as well. And I just... I can't... I'm okay in negotiations when I've, like, done all the research. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if I know what... If I just know what I want... One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was... I actually did a two-day negotiating course with my old job. Mm, nice. And uh, it was interesting. I came second, so I was pretty happy with that. Out of how many? Ten people or something like that. Okay. That's all right. I got crushed by the guy next to me. I actually came second because there was a whole point scoring system. Mm. And most of the activities were were activities, like role-playing stuff. But then the other one was um, just like a quiz on on everything that we'd learned. So I got, like, absolute top marks in that. (laughs) (laughs) I just I just uh, came second because I was like a nerd basically who <laughs> was paying attention and did a good nice. test. Nice. Sort of average at negotiating but really good at taking tests. Um, whereas the top guy was obviously okay at taking tests and also just much better at negotiating. Um, yeah, and they just basically said the more research you've done, the the better you're going to come away which i think is super true but he also said just decide exactly at what point you would walk away Mm. so he's like work out your ideal you're okay and you're i would still take this Mm. and then like what and and by that i mean any lower than this and and i'm going to walk away and he just said decide really think that through before you go in and do not change your mind in that meeting yeah so it's yeah. like if they so say i don't know say it's a salary negotiation you're like i will not work for less than 40 and they offer you like 38 you should not accept 38 in that meeting even if you just say okay that's much less than i was expecting so i need to um i need to have a think um but he's basically saying like because when you get into the heat of the moment it's really easy for your standards to slip and slide around um and but you don't want you want to have that so like yeah maybe you say i won't uh, anything less than 40 and i'm not going to say yes ideally i want 44 but if they offer me 42 that's kind of like it would be pretty cool yeah i found that insanely useful because you just it's very easy to um be impulsive uh but having those just knowing exactly where you're coming at and and also i guess the why right because if you go into that negotiation you're like here's five jobs i've found that i could do and they're all like 40 plus yeah that's useful yeah i think there's an element um like obviously this book is kind of about psychology lots of it mm-hmm. and uh to me it's interesting that things like, for instance, one of the things he talks about is if you're going to name a price, make it some really specific odd number. <laughs> yeah. Because if you like 
say you name a price forty thousand, it looks yeah. like you you've just like gone oh, forty thousand. <laughs> if you if you say like forty two thousand five hundred and thirty three, it looks like you've done some kind of calculation to be like, and it is in it's a harder like a uh, point, you know. And also, yeah, and also it's so um, weird salary negotiation though. If you're like, they're like, how much do you want? And you're like forty two thousand three hundred fifty three pounds. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, this is what he's saying is effective. Um. Because people think when you say that that you you, you know like it's a, a number that's more rigid, I guess. Yeah. Um, also, whereas you otherwise you're like, hey, 40, 42, 44. Yeah, know, yeah. Just throwing stuff around. Yeah, he, he's he's saying just always go for some really weird number. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, like, so part of. Um, the book at the end is about like how it's always there's lot it's always worth finding out lots of information because it might help you. You know, it's it's really unlikely to not help you. Yep. So when you're dealing with someone hostile, you, it's not necessarily the best thing to just go straight to the point. Because there might be like it's like a kind of way in, I guess. I don't know. Um, for example, he was saying um, the worst thing you can do to in a say because he basically dealing with terrorists like a lot of the time he's an FBI agent. Yep. Uh, he has to go like these guys are normally kidnap people or something. He has to go. They want some money from the family. He has to bargain with them. Um, but basically people will say you're right very easily. So if you try and convince someone around to your point of view, they'll be like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. To get, to get rid of you. Yeah. They don't actually think you're right. Yeah. So he was saying the best thing to do is to get someone to say that's right, because it makes them feel as if that you two like kind of share the same view. Okay. So one of the things he did was there's this like crazy Filipino terrorist who killed like beheaded people. Yeah. And um, he got the guy to basically who was negotiating with him because he kidnapped someone to basically summarize this guy's worldview, whatever it was to be like, oh, America shit, you know, and all this stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, they are doing this. And then the guy was like, that's right, <laughs> supposedly. And then there was some kind of like, as in a lot of what he just wanted was just people to see his point of view. Like, yeah, we're so retarded, basically, humans, that like, even if what you're saying is true, I won't come round to your point of view until I kind of like see that you can see my view. Like, for instance, you could be saying really logical shit, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, you're going to go to prison for a long time or whatever. But the person is like, if you're attacking them, as in attacking their view, they'll go into defensive mode, basically. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you come around to their kind of, if you summarize their point of view, then they're like much more likely to go along with you, even though you end up saying the same things, like logically, like, 
you know, the same whatever it is consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it's literally so they feel like, understood, and if they yeah. feel understood, they're more likely to take what you say seriously. Yeah, he was like saying it as if almost like your brain is literally more open to suggestion if mm. you do this kind of thing first. Like, if you get them into the state where they think that you're um, you understand, then they will be significantly more likely to go along with what you're saying whereas if you just attack someone they just defend like that's the human nature basically like if you came at one of my views in some a certain way we were like well this is clearly wrong and then you know i wouldn't yeah i don't know you're why, in shut down you're, you're like yeah this guy's this it seems like there's something about like this guy's uh on my side or he's not right yeah yeah and it's like if you if you think that someone's opposing you, you're just in shutdown mode. Yeah, it's not. It's a whole thing. Is it's not a conscious thing. It's like just a reaction, basically. A lot of um, this book is about actually just being empathetic and understanding the other person. Yeah. And what they genuine like, genuinely, what do they want? Like what's behind what they're asking? Yeah. And then what is the future that they're trying to like make happen for themselves? Yeah, because uh, once you know it's not re- normally it's something that you can actually do something about. Yeah. Like, for instance, if the kidnappers want fame, then you can do something about that, but you can't really do anything about the actual, like, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. Like, that's kind of obvious, I guess, but, like, their their motivation might not necessarily be what you think originally, I guess, as well. Yeah. So you get the double, you get the double advantage, right? Which is one is that they feel understood, yeah, and you now understand them, so you can actually maybe say something or offer them something that would appeal. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of not so obvious in a, um, yeah, it's more obvious in like a kind of different setting. So, for instance, you can imagine that. It doesn't necessarily mean negotiate, like, it doesn't have to be a business negotiation. It can just be like a, I don't know, like a relationship type, your conversation that you're mm. having. Yeah. And people obviously don't say what they actually feel often. Yeah. So it's like there's a piece of information that's hidden and you want to get to that. It's like, how do you do it? And apparently, like, one of the things is just to be, like, basically kind of see how they feel and just kind of guess and then go, oh, it looks like you're feeling blue, man. And then you'll be like... (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, that's what he's saying with the labelling thing. Yeah. I've been trying it. We talked about this podcast episode earlier and I said we should be trying to negotiate. Mm. And um, I've done a bit, but also I've just been trying to use this labelling thing at work. It's quite interesting. What's happened then? I just like when I see someone, we're talking about something in a group and we're getting ready to make a decision on something. I can like see someone kind of hesitating. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so and so, it seems like you're um, you're not sure or maybe there's something. <laughs> but it's like actually good. It actually mm. is quite good. Because sometimes I'm like, oh no, I'm, like I'm, I, I was just thinking about how we could do it, but I think I still think it's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like they were distracted, but they're like, oh no, I was just thinking about 
whether we could do it this way or that way, but um, I'm definitely on board. But then, so, it's, so it doesn't, like, cause any issues, you know? And occasionally, they're like, well, actually, I was thinking about whether, you know, we should be doing this instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my brief, in my brief experience of trying to do this, it's been quite good. What about I, mirroring? What about mirroring? I haven't really done what mirroring. The thing is, mirroring is only... So basically, for people listening, mirroring is basically where someone... What's a good example? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of like the simplest thing is just literally to repeat someone's statement. So like, um, I'd be like, oh, look, this just isn't worth my time. Uh, this isn't worth doing. Yeah, and I'll be so, like, oh, is it not worth doing? It's not worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> not an aggressive. That was maybe a bit too aggressive. Do you know what I mean? Uh, something like that. Oh, so it's not worth doing. Well, they on um, you know, you'd be talking to someone, and they're like, "Oh, that's no, it's really busy right now. They've got all of these uh, customers are coming and do this." And you're like, "Oh, it's busy." <laughs> it's a terrible example. Terrible delivery. But I think that's. <laughs> is that what he means by mirroring? Well, I mean, there's the, there's the other thing which is just. Like your body, if your body language is similar, you can atop, adopt like similar tones of voice. Um, all of that kind of subconscious stuff. Yeah, but I think the mirroring thing is someone is hostile, and you, by doing this thing, you, you can make them like. It does something weird, you know. It, yeah. Like almost <laughs> sounds kind of retarded, but it's almost like confusing in some sense. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, it gets... Because it, say someone's coming at you really aggressively and you start doing this, it mm. kind of undoes their rhythm, you know, of aggression. Yeah. Like, because they like have to stop and think a little bit. So another thing he was saying is um, when you ask questions, you ask kind of what I describe as collaborative type questions. So, say um, someone's like, I can uh, I can only pay you 35000 or whatever it is. And then you go, well, how can we m- make it so I can have these things in my life with that much money? Because it's like, instead of going like, that's too little. Yeah, say, yeah. You say, how can I make this work? And, but in a way that where they have to try and find the answer. So yeah. what they, they start doing is problem solving for you. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, again, the thing is to kind of... It's, it is kind of like leading them a little bit. Because yeah. you're getting them off what they think. You know what I mean? You're kind of throwing them off. And getting them to try and start working, like collaboratively, when obviously they before they were doing something else, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. So actually, one the only kind of actual negotiation type thing I did at work, and obviously I can't talk about anything in like much detail. But it's basically a project that I was wanting someone to invest lots of time and resources in, and I was just like, we should. Um, 
we should spend a bunch of time to fix this problem because it's holding us back. And I just couldn't understand why that would be something that someone would oppose because mm-hmm. it seemed so obvious to me. <laughs> anyway, so we had like a... It was a bit of a confrontation, I think. But um, essentially, it just cut to the point where it sort of reached ahead. And this person just more or less said, like, this is going to take such a long time. I just... I wish we would find a new project to like if I if I take all these talented people and get, take them offline for six months to a year, I would much rather we came up with a new idea rather than just continually throwing throwing resources at this old thing that's never gonna like mm. be that be that different. And it's so obvious now, but like I was just like, oh, this person just think it doesn't think it's a good va- use of time. Um, so, but it hadn't even occurred to me that we could, we would want to consider starting a new project. You know what I mean? Or well, that that person would consider taking those resources and putting them somewhere else. So I was like, oh, that's like really interesting. I probably did a really bad job of explaining that because I'm just trying to <laughs> say it in a very vague way. Um, so you basically you wanted them to. Did they tell you to like try and make this thing better or something? Or... Yeah, and I'm like, I'm I'm working on project A, right? That, that's yeah. my thing. And um, it's like, well, all of these problems, we should do do X, Y, and Z to fix them. Mm. And um, this person's just basic. Basically, this person's like, I don't really rate project A. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, again, the way I'm explaining it makes it sound super obvious, and I think it was a little bit more nuanced. But it's like, I just it just hadn't occurred to me that they didn't rate it. You know what I mean? But, but why? As soon as, yeah. as soon as they said that, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. Cause, so you were, so, you were saying like, you want to ha- ask a, that kind of question. I can't remember what you called it. Mm. Like a collaborative question. So I could I guess there'd be different ways of doing that. But you could be like, well... How can we make this like interesting for you? Mm. Like, how can we? You're saying this isn't like new or exciting enough, or how can we make this project new and exciting? So your problem was that basically you were trying to convince them to do something right, like to put more yeah. effort into Project A. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't want to, and then you were like, "Why?" And it turned yeah. out that they basically thought Project A was really pointless or something. Yeah, and you know, because I think we're coming at it from various angles, like, well, this is all the problems we've got. Mm. Um, this is how long it takes us to do things, and it's too long, and um, it's causing us issues, and it's taking time, and Project A is not, like, doing what it's supposed to do. Mm. And then, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, terrible explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to say it, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Kind of, Kind of tough, but as stupid as it sounds now, just it hadn't it hadn't occurred to me that this person was basically saying, and this person has been doing this for a really long time. Mm. So honestly, like my read on it was just, I'm kind of bored of this. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like I don't want to spend six months to a year completely redesigning this thing because, like, I just don't think it's worth doing anymore. Mm. 
It's like fair enough, because then then at least you can start to have a proper conversation. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm saying there. But, uh, but understand, basically understanding, because like people have reasons. That, that's what I'm starting to realise. Mm-hmm. That even though sometimes you're like, this is insane. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, you're like people have reasons and you might be tempted to think well this person is just lazy or they don't give a shit and that might be true sometimes but even if they're lazy there's like a reason because and it might be just because they've got something better to do yeah or they don't think this is worth their time because everyone's making decisions trading off their energies mm-hmm. and uh, you got maybe you got to understand where the things that you want to do sit in the priority list of the other person mm. there's also uh, this is not really to do with negotiation necessarily but how you view other people like you really don't know what has happened to someone on a specific day like Mm, could it have been something insane like I don't know maybe yeah like it could literally be that um, yeah like their dad just died or something and that's why they've come across so bad yeah like you don't know all the facts, so you go in, like, why are you being a prick or whatever? <laughs> um, and, like, there could... There might not be. There might be no reason, but obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's probably more than meets the eye. Like, with every, you, the brain is retarded, like, basically. Like, it will just be, like, make stupid judgments, but not backed up with what's actually occurring. Like, so... It's like any kind of situation you go into, your brain's going to make some predictions, basically. Yeah. But you want to get to, like, what is the actual truth and then move from there. So, for instance, if you're bargaining with someone and you're like, why is this guy being such a hard-ass? And, like, part of the book is saying, like, sometimes there's just pieces of information that make the deal impossible that you don't know. Like, yeah. One of them was like basically the deal. The guys just went really quiet and stopped like replying, yeah. and he was like, "Why?" You know, and then got you know gets really angry. And it just turned out that basically the guy who they were dealing with had been like demoted, mm-hmm. right? But he wasn't. He didn't want to say that he didn't. He wanted. He was like trying to save face, basically. So he didn't yeah. want to say that he was now no longer important. So, yeah, like, the key thing is that there's always stuff that if you find out, it will make things much easier, you know? Yeah. Like, for instance, the only... I had to do... When, when I try, I Like, about four years ago or something, I can't remember. I tried to make some kind of, like, online tool, fraud tool thing. And we mm. pitched it to a few people. And... I was literally level, I mean, I was still, I haven't practiced that much of this kind of thing, but um, there's obviously like norms to pitching, you know, that I was not up to date with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously a whole culture around sales and stuff that you have to get into probably if you want to be successful at it. Um. And, 
you know if maybe like reading these kind of books is or probably is actually really helpful because it might not necessarily be the best thing to like go somewhere say i have a product and be like um this is why the product's awesome (laughs) buy it you might be like try and find out what kind of things they're actually looking to buy first you know what i mean yeah because that will help you much more than um uh and this could like even so that's like informational things that might help you but there's also just the weird psychological shit like people will just if you use different types of words even though you're saying the same thing people react differently which i can totally see how that could happen like what we're saying like say you can say no in many different ways so Mm -hmm. if someone makes you an offer and you just go no No. or you can go how like what we were saying like where you're like how can i make how can i uh how can we make this so i can sustain myself on that much like i don't know yeah 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 yeah. um because it because it actually gets them to do something different like one they're just like oh okay and the other one, they have to do something. Like they have to think about solution. Yeah. So the other thing I've noticed is because I was looking at because <laughs> I like teach a yoga studio once a week. Um, I was looking at like because it gets me like really into conspiracy mode, you know, seeing mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was looking at the prices of like some of the yoga mats they are selling, and they're just the classic, really weird, odd numbers. And I was like. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> what do you mean like <laughs> twelve euros seventy two or something? Yeah, like that. And I'm just like and also you know that it could there's so many things that could just not conspiracy, but like you're being gamed a bit. So if something's ninety nine P it's probably like being gamed. Like it probably is some psychological thing they've determined that Yeah, yeah. And there's Even like with something, it's like six seventy nine. It can't be six eighty. Yeah, it's always got to be nine. <laughs> and there's other things like um they that could be happening because I mean they definitely are happening. That's so hilarious when you think about it. So much accounting is like ninety nine pounds ninety nine p. It's like it's kind of a small thing, especially now. Obviously, everything's that's probably not a lot of paper manual accounting going on. But it must just make everything so much more complicated. Because <laughs> if you have millions of things and they're all one penny off, then it just all the numbers must be so much more complex than if you just made everything like a hundred pounds. Yeah, but they wouldn't sell as much, so it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but um, there's other shit like um, just I can imagine that things aren't actually on sale. They're just being like people more likely to buy if it just says twenty percent off. Yeah, yeah. Well, that thing on Amazon where it's like Amazon's choice. Yeah. Yeah, like obviously all this stuff, and that could that could be conspiracy, not a conspiracy. That could be like their preferential dealer or something that they mm. have a certain rate with because they make more money with that person. Um, I am. Um... I, yeah, because one thing I do occasionally negotiate is phone contracts. So when I was in, uh, I actually negotiated a phone contract with someone at work a couple of years ago. Because I was just like, why are you spending like £50 a month 
for a phone. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. And again, this is my only my only negotiation tactic is to have the information. Yeah, and have and then have a clear sense of what I will do and will not do. This is a bit different because I was negotiating on behalf of someone else. So she phoned up her network and basically was like, "I'm gonna, can you talk to my friend? Because I don't really know what I want." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, here's the deal." I was like, "She wants this phone," and I just sat and I just sat there. And I was like, "You, you want a locker in for 24 months, and and it's gonna cost like 40 pounds a month or something." I was like, "24 times 40 is this." And I was like, if she buys a SIM-only deal with this other network, then she will get as she can get as many minutes and as many as much data for like twelve pounds a month or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so times twelve by twenty-four, and then the cost of the phone new is you know five hundred or something. So I was like, that's the difference of four hundred pounds. So I was like, why? And she's got the money, so it's not like she needs to pay in instalments. So why would she spend four hundred pounds more to go with you guys? And the guy basically was like, "Yeah, I, this is," the, and then he just changed the price. He's like, "This is the literally the best deal I can do," you. like straight away. And he could have been bullshitting me, obviously, but he just said like, <laughs> "He's like, yeah, I, like you're basically right." And he's like, the only reason, like, the only reason I can tell you to do this is because you don't have to pay five hundred pounds up front. And he's like, we've got better network coverage coverage than those guys. So, mm. like, but it was just very simple. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. There's no, there's no, because in the book they called it a black swan. Because basically, the history of it is that, um. In England, I think they're saying in the Victorian period that there's like a terminology of um, something being a black swan is like because they don't exist, you know, every all swans are white. Yeah. But then this dude went to Australia and they had black swans. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole point is that a black swan is like because that's what he actually called the guy who wrote the book called his company that deals with helping people negotiate. Yeah. I think, and uh, it basically is to do with the fact that there's always something there that you didn't think would be there, like often. So, like background information that's super critical, basically, is what he's saying that you should try and find out. Um, so you're saying basically, can you maybe explain the black swan thing. So you're saying it's rare. No, so they would these English people would always go, oh, "It's a black swan" because it doesn't exist, right? Mm. And then it turned out that a black swan did exist. Right, got it, got it, got it. So you go into this thing, think, like, and he, what he's saying is there's probably something there you don't know and you need to find out. Yeah. Because it will really help you. And yeah. for instance, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Well, like, like, the guy. Like, what, like, yeah. like what I was saying about the people just being really angry but actually they've got good reason but you just assume like don't assume yeah 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 <laughs> I heard a story about that and I, I cannot remember where but um, someone was on the train and or the tube I think and there was this father and these two kids and the two kids were just completely running right around the tube like just being a real pain in the ass 
And this guy is just like sat there with his head down, um, completely ignoring them. Mm-hmm. And this person was like getting more and more frustrated. And so they approached this person and said like, I can't remember if they were aggressive. I think they weren't aggressive. They're just like, is everything okay? Because your kids are um, running around. And the guy looked at him and instantly this person was like, oh, fuck, this person is not okay. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that they'd just come from the hospital and the mum had died. Mm -hmm. So he was just like completely out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they just, I think the person who'd written it or said it or whatever was just saying like I'm so glad that I didn't assume and be aggressive you know like or get annoyed I'm just glad that like I found out the real truth um because then he could not help him and maybe like keep the kids distracted or something yeah 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 it's it's true it's very true because the brain is <laughs> Brain is a strange beast. Brain. <laughs> um, the other thing I thought was interesting was the whole bringing the negative out. Did you pick up on that? What was that about again? So, oh, yeah. Just so, yeah. being like, look, you're just basically laying out mm-hmm. all the stuff mm-hmm. the person could say about you that could uh, uh, could damage you. So like. He was using the example of like some kind of construction subcontractor. So, so they were trying to like negotiate with this subcontractor, and they went in straight away. And they're like, "Look, I know you think we're the big bad prime contractor, and we're just trying to muscle out the little guy and squeeze you guys for as much as you're worth, and like throw our weight around and all this kind of stuff." Like, I know it seems that way. I know that we haven't done this very well. I know that we should have communicated more. Blah blah blah. So just absolutely airing all of the all of your dirty laundry basically right up front i think that's pretty smart yeah so do i because it's like the whole thing about what we were saying of um trying to get people around on to your side like Mm. when there's stuff there that's not being said it's like obviously there's it's quite weird if you think about it because basically if you say shit the pressure of what it is gets released. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like almost literally, like in a weird way. Mm, yeah. Which is quite strange, isn't it? When this person when this person <laughs> said, like, like, I wonder if there's something better we could spend our time on, I was literally like, oh, like, got it, you know? <laughs> like, instantly, I literally was like, let go of pressure. I was just like, I get it. Like, there's a thing. There's a there's a there's a thing here. It's oh, there's so a weird. thing. There's a, <laughs> there's a thing here. <laughs> You're not crazy. There's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know. It's so relieving. It was like no, but that's bit. what makes me. That's what gives gives me hope for the book actually, because I think it's true. I think there could be. Not always, but often, like, gems, you know. Well, this is what he's saying, is that there's always some kind of gem that you can't, you don't know is there until you, you get, you'd, like, do some digging, kind of. Mm, yeah. 
and then so there's two sides of the book there's like that side and then the other side is basically like kind of techniques to get people to go and like it's like persuasion yeah so they're a bit weird like they're a bit yeah i prefer the general like the general theme of this book never split the difference is basically understand the other person yeah and like pick up on and but do that by picking up on stuff they say and just like pointing it out in a non-threatening kind of way and he also says like just keep people to if you keep people talking long enough they'll give you information so he's like just keep keep understanding more and more and more yeah it's actually he was saying that it's much better to let them do most of the talking yeah because yeah information is like the key thing that you want now the thing is if i was going to approach because i'm probably not going to be a good negotiator let's be honest but yeah i would i would just want that to be a two-way street you know like i wouldn't be about finding information about them and withholding it about myself yeah i'd be like i want this person to understand exactly where i'm coming from yeah what i'm trying to do and i want to understand them as well because i think you would be much it's gonna be a much better deal that everyone comes out with even if you're just like look this isn't gonna work because fundamentally you want this and i want this Mm. and it's just that's that's not happening the problem with us is in some sense is well i don't know this is me personally but i think it does apply to you probably (laughs) it's like we are so unsalesman that yeah it's actually a bad thing yeah yeah no you need to be a salesman like unfortunately kind of because just being honest doesn't do anything like it's not actually good enough like you like, say it's the truth that um, people will buy your product if you just make it, like, 99 cents rather than 98 cents or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And we just go, well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or, or, like, we go, well, I don't know what it is, but we basically basically take the view that you're kind of manipulating the people in some sense then you kind of lose, I guess. So, <laughs> so it's the only antidote that I found. It's not, but like what I'm trying to do is just not say things that aren't true, but just say more positive things. So to balance, to make my balance between positive and just either negative or neutral, just try and go more on the positive side. But what do you mean? Sorry. So, like, at work, my job is to, like, convince people that what I'm doing is good, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of the time, I'm just, like, trying to convince senior management that this thing that we spent a month on is going to... Like, the thing that's going to take a month is going to be really good. Mm. So, I just try and talk more about why it's good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't assume... Like, maybe I get someone's, like what are you doing? What are you going to do about this week or something? And I'm like, oh, well, we're going to finish like phase two of this thing. Uh, So normally I just, I'm going to finish phase two of this thing. It's going to take this long, but you know, we're going to change these three things. But now I just always try it out on the end. And I'm like, I think it's going to be really cool because once we do phase two, that means that users are going to be able to do this on the website, which is going to make it much easier for them to do this other thing. 
So, like, I'm pretty pumped about it. Mm. It's, I know that's not sales in the same way that maybe you it were is, referring it is. to. No, no, that's what I meant, salesman. Like, salesman is just, like, promoting. <laughs> yeah, I'm promoting. It's self-promotion and promotion of the things that I'm trying to get through. Yeah. But I'm not... I'm not doing the 99 cents thing. I'm just constantly trying to remember that if I mention something that I that I'm trying to if I mention something I'm responsible for try and remember to say something positive about it. But say you just worked out like that these like specific technique type things were like really actually useful. Mm. So you're kind of leading them because so because mm. it's possible I mean this is kind of what it's saying like humans are fucking retarded basically and if I go start mirroring you you'll basically be kind of not be tricked but just be much more likely to <laughs> to mm. like go along with what I'm doing so is you know because in a sense it's like the kind of question where you're like are you playing a fair game but the thing is if everyone is playing a fucked game, <laughs> <laughs> like if all business is playing a kind of fucked game, yeah. whatever it is, then what do you do personally? Yeah, like, it's so weird. You want you say you want to get a salary rise, and you basically what you really want is that you can just say what you actually feel, and they'll go along with it. But actually, it might just make sense to completely make it into a stupid game. And know, play the game, yeah. basically, where you're just like, oh well, if I use a range, like a range of salaries, the human mind is just significantly more likely just to be like, oh well, he's thought about this. So, you know, I think there's a middle way, which is like, so one thing would be, would be portraying yourself in the best. Let's take salary as an example, right? Yeah. Salary negotiation. Obviously, you got to portray yourself in the best light, and I think you and I would both probably count as people who aren't very good at talking about ourselves like that. You know what I mean? Like, I hate all of that bullshit. Because I'm like, you've worked with me for 12 months. Like, you know you know what I'm like. You literally, we work in the same office. Like, what, you know what you're going to offer me. It's like, we meet every week. What do you, like, what do you need? Um, but also then you got to remember, like, that is true. But nobody, like, pays as much attention to what you're doing as you think they are. And a little recap of what you've achieved is probably actually useful. But yeah, no, I like I think we both hate that of like trying to come up with bullshit statistics and stuff about our impact. Um, but um, at the same time, I think like that you can be authentic in the sense that you can be like, this is what I want, and here's why, and genuinely say why. Mm. So so you could be like, okay, maybe I should like. You know, because there's, there's so one technique in negotiation, supposedly, is to go high in the first instance, right? Yeah. So, like, you want to you say something that's, like, almost shockingly high. Because then anything below that is going to sound much more reasonable. Mm. So, let's say you wanted 45. You could just come in and be like, I want 55. Because <laughs> they'd be like, well, fuck off. Like. <laughs> But then you're like, okay, what about fear to 50? And they're like, uh, still way too much. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys, you're really squeezing me here. I'll go as low as 45, but come on, don't like, 
There's 10 grand less than what I asked for. Yeah, but <laughs> that's, that's a terrible example, but you know what yeah, I mean? That's, 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 a tech, that's a douchey technique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a douchey yeah, technique. That's the whole point. But there's, a better thing, there's a better thing, which I think is just being really upfront and authentic. So, like, literally being like, here's a bunch of, like I said before, here's a bunch of jobs that um, I could get. So, you know, I've done the research. I think this is what, you know, you're basically saying this is actually what I think I'm worth. Yeah, yeah, but that's, you were talking about being fair, like, but what happens if it's just not, say you play the fair game, right, for like 10 years, and then some guy less than, who's right. worse than you is um, playing a different game. He's gaming, he's playing some actual game, like, as in, like, he's using techniques and weird shit. And he just ends up on like ten thousand pound more than you or something over yeah, a certain, yeah, yeah. like five year period, say. But he's actually worse at the job. Now, does that mean that you now should start being should start doing the weird shit as well? Like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Um, I do think a lot of the time I think with the salary negotiations, I'm like, I want it to be fair, but I'm also like, I look at the numbers, like re- revenue and stuff. And I just think like an extra five grand, you wouldn't like, you know, if you work in a job, you spend five grand just doing something random. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just like, oh, we just like renewed. We decided to use this software license and it cost us 20K. Yeah. You know, so you're like, well, uh, if you if you think you're a valuable contribution to the team, you're like, well, actually a couple of thousand pounds going my way is, is completely reasonable. So I think I think. Yeah, I know what you mean. I so the reason that I wouldn't do stuff like that is because I suck at lying. So when I say I think I'm worth X, like I just can't do it unless I actually think that's true. Yeah, so I actually it, find it difficult to lie sometimes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's a weakness. Obviously, I don't know if it's I'm, a weakness, but <laughs> I don't think so. So the, re- the what I'm going to say in response to what you said is it's the short... I think it's short game versus long-term game. Mm. <laughs> I think that it's valuable to be known as someone who is honest. Yeah. He was saying a bit about this as well, like the... Um... Okay, like, well, he was talking about reputation in terms of if you always go super hard and then, like, it won't... Yeah, people will just be like, well, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Like, you might win some small... Yeah, games. yeah, you'll win. Yeah. But then, like, this happened in my negotiation course. He, to be fair, the guy who won was basically going super hard. But what was interesting is, like, we're, halfway through, everyone was like, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone was like, I don't really want to deal with him. And he still won because he got more points or whatever. But you're just like, if he was actually a business person... You'd be like, I don't want to go with this guy. I don't want to deal with this guy because he is just like all he wants to do is fuck everyone as hard as possible. (laughs) 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 So my 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 goal my goal is to is to basically like to realize because I don't think I'm nearly at the point where I'm like even just expressing my true value very well in negotiation or something. Yeah, so that would still be improvement. You don't even need yeah. to 
like you could just do that and then you'd be winning like you don't need to do all the weird shit you just like i'm not there yet where i've got to the point where i'm like okay i can't be any more like i can't be any better at expressing my authentic like value yeah and then i might be like okay let's get some douchey shit going on yeah what about charging people a lot of money how do you feel about that Mm. I feel awkward all the time. Well, you saw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. I just feel like, say, for instance, suddenly, um, yeah, like, I guess, I don't know. So, say, like, someone goes to a yoga class, right? I don't know, mm-hmm. and it costs like Total hypothetical here. Yeah. <laughs> imagine you're a yoga teacher yeah imagine if you were (laughs) no but I mean how much would you just feel really uncomfortable with being like this is the price Mm. that's the thing as well like what do you think your your yoga class is actually worth yeah that's the thing like it's a very because I have a very weird probably maybe wrong sense of value like it's going to sound pretty strange maybe I don't know but like the whole point yeah like I don't know like I couldn't I don't want to teach like because obviously I do some teaching now but it's not what I want to do with my life because I think I can add more value doing something else yeah um yeah I don't know so say like I would feel I don't know like what yeah I don't know what it's worth like to me I'm just like five euros is fine per person <laughs> um yeah it depends on your goal so apparently that's one of the things that startups do more than anything is they just completely don't ask for enough money from people right it's a tough one I think that um depends on your goal if you want to be inclusive then making things expensive is not very inclusive so that's the thing like maybe you want to just like spread the gift of yoga at which point if you make it 20 20 euros a session or 30 euros a session then like a lot of people just aren't going to come or they're going to like be like i can just this isn't worth it for me and you're just going to get rich people that could be a problem um i mean the clientele are rich but i don't think it just do you i mean it's still got like a value don't you think because say like for instance like you just compare like two things like if i go to a i don't know i i don't know how much different things cost here so it's really hard to say but say like i don't know i play i go to like a tennis group tennis class or something and it's like five pound then making yoga class like 15 say would be quite weird don't you think it's like no reason. Like not in London. Not in London. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like true, min- true. minimum twelve. Minimum twelve. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I guess just, like I just pay price. it. I just yeah. <laughs> what? I just pay it because I'm a fucking idiot. But it's like I don't know. It's there is one thing where it's like a lot of people just pay what you ask them as well. Especially, yeah, yeah. I think, when you get in London, you spend too much time in London, and then you just turn up to something, and you're like, that will be £16, and you're like, okay. Because you're just so desensitised at this point to getting ripped off. 
Hey, <laughs> 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 like a flat white, please. And I'm like, that would be four pound fifty. Yeah, like this. That's the kind of thing you're just like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? It's like. I mean, I also, I also, I think there's 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 some things where it's important to be inclusive. So you are literally alienating people with less money. So that's pretty shitty. I think the counter argument would also be like, well, don't maybe don't take it too seriously because people can just choose if they want in or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like for most things, you could just if you're a government service, like I don't know, if you're TFL running the tube, like you should try and be as cheap as humanly possible because you're a public service. Um, if, but you know, you could just be like, well, I'm going to make coffees and I'm going to sell them for eight pounds. And if you don't want one of my coffees, go to Starbucks. It's literally right there. You can get a coffee for three pounds. Yeah. But if you're gaming as them as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the sort of, okay, let's like all the baristas are going to wear checkered shirts and have big beards. And um, we're going to put some stupid pattern in it. And then that's us like gaming. That's perceived value. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Done enough, There's no, the, the actual value is not there. There's the perceived value. It's the fact, I mean, we've done an episode on the fashion industry and discussed how much we hate that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it is. But I'm, not only do I dislike, yeah, I hate it. But um, I find it not. Not for me. This is the thing. I'm obviously being like done, you know, in some way. Like, but, right by charging little, like, yeah. Yeah, but there's much worse. There's much worse because some people just don't know, you know. <laughs> like some. My, ju- I remember when I used to do judo. I remember when I used to do judo, and it was like two hours or whatever. I can't remember what we paid. I think it was like 50p. Mm. Maybe like a pound mat fee. Mm. It was run by this guy called Andy. He was a complete legend. And I think he just literally took the money that was required to just pay the sports center, which he used to work out. So I think he got like super cheap. Mm -hmm. So you'd literally like four people would show up and we'd each pay a pound. Mm. And that was it. That was like... That was what he made four pounds. That's like heroic status. I'm not yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to spread the judo. He yeah, just fucking. He was great at judo. He loved it, and uh, he was like retired, so he's just like whatever. I don't care. Um. <laughs> so he was heroic, and I, I can't remember if it was going up from fifty p to one pound or one pound to one pound fifty, but like he wrote this email, and he's like, "Look, guys, I'm really sorry." The leisure center has like increased their um, hiring costs, so I'm going to have to increase the um, the mat fee from one pound to one pound fifty, and just like explaining why and why he couldn't get around it and stuff. <laughs> I mean, but even then, I was like sixteen or fifty, you know what I mean? So I wasn't like rolling in cash, and I was just like, oh my god, like it's he's so noble, he's so like it's so not about the money for him. He's a true, true judo master. He was a hero, yeah. Um, but, you know, also, it may, reminds me of, like, people get so um, passionate about the Apple versus Google thing. Mm. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting in this example because Apple definitely are expensive, right? Yeah. So, like, and they're definitely playing the fashion cards with a lot yeah. of their stuff. 
But like at the end of the day, I'm like, well, they just say the phone costs a thousand pounds, and then you just decide whether you give a shit. Yeah, but you're saying decide, like you're saying that's not. But if you game people savagely, that's right, not you're deciding. Psychological. So yeah, but let me. I think I know where you're gonna go. Yeah. But I just think like Google are like, oh, it's free, but we're gonna fuck you. Like we're gonna be really weird. Like I use both, so yeah. I'm getting like double screwed here. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying lots of money and giving all my information to Google. Yeah, what you're saying is that a lot of people will buy AirPods because they're like, these are cool because I've seen yeah. this this celebrity has been paid money to wear them yeah. on their social media. So like now I've got this association. Yeah, but so and say say semi, this, semi yeah. not their choice. Yeah, but even if you take worse things right, okay. This is kind of weird, but maybe like paracetamol is like kind of like this <laughs> because now we're going full conspiracy <laughs> not going, paracetamol. Okay. but you know yeah. like drugs the drug industry right yeah yeah like yeah you've got a headache right but it's not like this the thing is not to do is not to fucking take these drugs it's to stop like whatever you're doing like yeah, your yeah. shitty lifestyle. Go lie down. Go lie like, down. yeah, like if you're kind of quite fit and stuff, then I don't know. I get ill hardly ever. Like, yeah. so you can really avoid the feeling like shit thing if you put in effort. But that's not the thing that they're getting. You know what I mean? That's it. It's like gives me a weird feeling almost. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it so fucked up. Like, I guess it's because I think there's two ways of looking at like this thing, which is one is um, that one is uh, that people have some kind of like you know they're getting fucked over. Well, it's their choice. But you under, I think it that way of looking at things kind of undervalues how powerful the weird technique type shit actually is. Yeah. And yeah, like this is again completely conspiratorial and I don't know how true it is, but say you could just get really good at these weird techniques like business techniques, say. Yeah. And then you become wealthier than everyone else. But the thing that made you wealthy was not like necessarily things like I don't know, good virtues. It was the fact that you knew something someone else didn't. I just think that's pretty lame because it's like, um, they. Well, I would say like, like you could know something someone else doesn't, but then use that in a really productive way. I think it's more that you're not doing it by actually being more valuable. You're doing it by being more influential. Yeah, and influence is not cool. It's not influence is fine if you're adding value, but if you're just like, oh, Pepsi, new. <laughs> You really sugary drink or whatever it is. Yeah, Coke is a classic, isn't it? Yeah, like convincing loads of people to buy to not I don't care that much, like if you wanna have some Coke, but I'm just saying, like, you know, something that's not actually good for us. Um it's pretty lame to me. Like that's why I'm so buzzed actually about physics, because Almost everyone on the course is doing it because they not because they want to make money. Yeah. 
because they're they're mega nerds and they love they love physics, which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's nice. All right, I'm gonna go. All right. We went from negotiation to influencing. It's very similar. Yeah, it is similar. I think we're just uncomfortable with the fact that you can have a good idea, but then you also need to convince people it's a good idea. Yeah. We, we just want to have the good idea. Well, it's not just that. It's just like, yeah, I guess I'm so wary of like projecting something that's more valuable than it actually is. Like it makes me mm. feel bizarre, which is probably stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I I I think what we what you said earlier was quite good. Essentially like I'm just like concentrating on trying to communicate how valuable things I'm doing are mm. as as positively as I think is fair. Yeah. And when I get to that point then I'll decide whether I'd want to go beyond that. But like I'm not I'm not very good at really explaining what is good you know mm. um anyway um yeah yeah i don't know my thoughts were what do you the last question sorry but mm. what do you think about the all the self-help books anyway like what's the <laughs> what like this one yeah there's so many um oh, it's like a guilty pleasure for me <laughs> i actually quite like a good well it depends I sort of go on in and out. Like I didn't think this one was great, mm. but it didn't like quite work for me. But the essential nugget of wisdom, I think, is actually super useful, and I'm mm. probably just going to use. I'm actually going to use it. I'm which just one? Gonna, which one? Well, I think my takeaway is basically just if I'm having a situation where I'm like trying to come to an agreement with someone, just to understand their position as much as possible. Mm. Like that's you know, and like this whatever labeling people's emotions, are you that seems like you, you, that doesn't work for you. I might be using a little bit of that as well, but it's just so of this idea that there's a little golden nugget of information in there somewhere. And also, I think you know, like in economics, where they they just assumed everyone was a rational actor and did mm. the most sensible thing, and then obviously it turns out that people weren't. This is. I'm kind of thinking of negotiation as sort of like the reverse of that. Where a lot of times when I'm negotiating with people, whatever that means, I'm like, I just, I'm like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> like, why? It's so obvious. Like what I'm saying, because in my head, I'm like, why are we even having this conversation? This is such a waste of time. And it's like, <laughs> I should probably just assume that like people aren't idiots, and there's probably a reason they're doing something. So I just don't understand it. Yeah, but even if you say they might be an idiot, but there is still a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. And um, But yeah, it's like... Yeah, even if they are an idiot, you still want to know why, why they think this, right? Yeah, because then you can do something. But often, it seems like actually most... Like a lot of people I know aren't idiots, and if they think there's... Even if I don't end up agreeing with them, if they're really against something, they probably know something I don't, which might be useful to know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. that that I kind of dig. 
like that's it like this whole this whole idea we've had about reviewing books is like people can't be asked to read these books but yeah. you kind of you want the nugget don't you you want the and for me that uh, this book mirroring's cool labeling's cool but it's basically like even ter- the point of the book is that even terrorists have reasons so just like if you want the more you know about why what someone's thinking the better the negotiation is going to go so he was there was one example in the book where basically um they'd never ever had a, a, a kidnapper kill someone on time mm. and um on time yeah because basically what they do is that sometimes they'll be like oh at this time this person will die yeah, unless we yeah. get this i don't yeah yeah and um this guy just started killing people and they were like what the fuck like because <laughs> yeah because basically they're they're zero, kind of zero hesitation well their way of understanding things was um that basically in general kidnappers are not like they want money and there's only he was saying like there's only one person who can actually give them the money. So normally they actually will like, you know what I mean? It's, it's actually difficult for them to negotiate. It's not like that. They, it sounds like they're in a strong position, but he was like, imagine like trying to sell something when you know, there's only one buyer. Um, mm. And basically the message from this story was that basically they were so like fixed in their worldview about what kidnappers are like that mm-hmm. they w- weren't listening to what he was saying because pe- apparently he released some message like really r- random rambling message and in it he was like oh yeah when I um when the police have killed me mm-hmm. um, then all this shit and basically it turned out that like he wasn't really like he'd kidnap people and taken over some bank or something but basically what he actually wanted to happen was he wanted the police to kill him because he was wanted to commit suicide right so if they had just like what he was saying was with that piece of information the way you go about the whole thing is so different to like the other way where you 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 know the other way of Literally everything you do would be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From one really key piece of information. Yeah. So that's the black swan. That's that's the black swan. Where are yeah. the black swans in my life? My financial. <laughs> yeah. So like the example with me is basically like I'm trying to convince someone why this, this was going to make Project A better. Yeah. But like they don't believe in Project A. So if it makes that Project A 50% better. But they just don't fundamentally like this. Isn't a good use. Project A is not a good use of time. Yeah. Then I'm just wasting my time on it. I should so be. Like, you could have a great idea, and you were like, "Why don't they like this idea?" And then it's just because they don't like something else. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's like there's no, I could spend all the time in the world saying why this is going to improve the efficiency of doing this thing. Yeah. It's like they don't think doing this thing is worth doing. doing so me arguing, all. me arguing about why this is a more efficient way of doing the thing that their questioning is even worth doing that's like a waste of time yeah yeah so that's the, the black the black edge swan i found the black swan <laughs> what happened now <laughs> Sorry. i was like whoa 
Yeah. Is that a white one? No, it's a black. It's a black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably still fuck it up, but <laughs> at least I'll know why. Why is the black swan attacking me? <laughs> Two collaborative questions. How can you pay me more money? <laughs> How can I make you feel better about giving me more money? <laughs> How can I make giving me more money just feel really good for you? <laughs> I'm just going to drop a label now. I'm just going to drop a label. <laughs> it seems that you're angry. <laughs> seems that you're quite annoyed at me. <laughs> seems that you're insulted by what I'm, what I'm saying. <laughs> it seems like I don't like your new haircut. <laughs> it feels like your new haircut just isn't. It's just really horrible. <laughs> it seems like me pointing out everything you're feeling is making you frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, good we'll job. Up. Good job, guys. Yeah. We're going to do a book review every two weeks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Um, I'm also up for um, multiple genres. Yeah, we're going to mix that. Yeah. It's, um, we're doing the reading so you don't have to. Nice. It starts now. Yeah, it's the new. It's, v, it's V2. Yeah. I've got this a book is, out right now. This is. <laughs> Conjecture 2.0. <laughs> it's 0. 0.3. Um, <laughs> I'm getting more knowledgeable at least. So yeah, it doesn't matter. We don't care. We don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> um, all right. See you guys next week.